Well, we can do this with cardiovascular exercise. We can do this with strength training. We can do this with high intensity interval training. We can do this with, with a bunch of different forms of exercise. The key is that we are exercising and we are making ourselves healthy so that we can provide glory back to God. from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. Such an impactful verse. Welcome to the Biblical Anatomy Podcast. This is our concluding episode for the 2023 season. We hope and trust that you are enjoying the spirit of the holiday season for its true purpose to glorify Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Enjoy time with your family over these next couple weeks. We know we will. And we look forward to the time off and we look forward to just those precious moments that God gives us with our family members. Christmas is truly a special time of year. Enjoy it. Love it. We will also be taking a break as implied. And the next time you hear from us on this podcast or discipleship conditioning for that matter, will be in the 2024 new year. As mentioned on last week's podcast, we are taking a pivot point or a pivot opportunity, I should say, thanks to the blessing from dear friends to remind us that both my wife and I are blessed in the areas of nutrition and exercise. I lean a little bit more to the exercise side. My wife leans a little bit more to the nutrition side. Many have called us a powerhouse, and I don't say that to gloat, but I say that to glorify God, and I'm so thankful for the woman that he has brought into my life and that together our minds think so alike. And the subjects and the sciences that a lot of people find difficult within nutritional sciences and exercise sciences, we get and we understand. I also don't say that to gloat. I say that because that's what we're here to share with you. And so in the future, 2024 and beyond, we will be spending more time focused on uh, giving you more information about the nutritional sciences and the exercise sciences so we can take these complex topics and make them simple. Are they complex? Yeah, if you look at the physiology associated with how the body processes carbohydrates, for instance, or how the body remodels myofibrils and myofilaments within myocytes, then yes, they are complex and there are many stages to them. And our simple minds as scientists think we understand it all and we don't. God will uh, show us quite a bit, quite a bit that will blow our minds when we enter heaven. I can't wait to ask him all the scientific questions I have uh, on those complex processes. But I say that to say that you don't need to have a master's in exercise science, or like I said last week, a master's in nutritional sciences. You don't. You know truth, and I sure hope you have a Bible in your possession. And if you do, 
You have all the answers that you need to exercise. You have all the answers that you need to nutrition. And so as we focus on our topic for today, um, the the step-by-step arrangement is going to be very similar to last week. And if you haven't listened to last week's on nutrition, I would encourage you to do that and then listen to this one. They're sort of a two-part series. Um, as you can tell, I'm passionate about exercise. My wife is equally passionate about nutrition and so passionate. I'm not hundred percent sure I've even introduced myself in this episode, but as a reminder, I am your servant host, Daniel Miller. This is the biblical anatomy podcast. And we're so excited to talk to you today about the specificity of exercise pertaining to human anatomy and physiology. So let's dive in. And as we did last week, we'll focus on an answer first and then later as we process the answer and work back to the question, as we reverse engineer, we will discuss the question. And so our answer, guess what? Same exact answer as last week. To gain intended results, we have to be specific with how we aim. I alluded to this last week, as I mentioned bench press over and over, but the concept really is the same. And from exercise, maybe because that's where most of my study is, it's even more simplistic, I think, than it is nutrition. If we want to look a certain way, uh, I, I rewind back time and I think back to when I was 115 pounds coming out of high school. And as I went to the gym to try and put on some muscle mass, this was before any of my collegiate experience, very simplistic assessment. I said, okay, what am I going to do to achieve the body that I want? Now, I do asterisk this and say that my focus was entirely secular at that point. But we will glorify God and bring it back to how it became biblical and the right way to go about things. Uh, But simply put, I looked over and I saw the biggest guy in the gym and I looked at what he was doing. And I said, well, it's working for him, so it's probably going to work for me too. So I did a lot of the same exercises. And over the next number of years, I put on probably about 40 pounds or so. Then I started thinking, well, what's happening inside of me for that to occur? So I went to study get a bachelor's in kinesiology, exercise science, so I could find out what actually is occurring uh, metabolically within me to facilitate these processes. And I gained about another 40 pounds or so. And I went to graduate school to find yet more information because I didn't feel I was an expert on the topic and I wanted to know more. So then I gained another, maybe not 40 pounds this time, but um, another uh, 20, 30 pounds or so. After grad school, I peaked out at probably about 230, almost 240 or so, which is more than double the individual I was coming out of high school. And I'm happy to say that even though my focus was almost entirely secular at that point, um, I was taking care of my body and I was improving my health and I had a very low body fat percentage at that point in time. I was able to put on a tremendous amount of weight, double my mass, and still maintain a very low body fat percentage. Um, Now, as of a few years ago, as I have reset my priorities and I've hit rock bottom in other areas of my life and realized that um, no matter what I do, my way of living my life is not the correct way. And I turned my life over to God in the summer of 2019 and said, Lord, I'm done trying it my way. It's your opportunity now. Um, Silly to think that God needs an opportunity. I mean, he opens us to make that choice, right? And turn our lives over to him. And he's looking for that opportunity for us to do that. But 
What a wonderful God we have and Savior in Jesus Christ that affords us that opportunity to choose when it would be so easy for him to just make us all bow and make our tongues confess, as I've mentioned before and will happen one day. But I'm thankful that time had not concluded yet in the summer of 2019 and I was able to turn my life over to Jesus and do things the right way. And as I continued to do things the right way, I looked for idols in my life and one of them I realized was exercise for a number of years. And as we look at 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20, um, sexual immorality hits home because that was a big part of my secular existence. And reading it, how impactful it is to think that every other sin commits outside the body. But sexual immorality, we're actually stabbing our flesh. We're actually hurting our temple that we've been provided. Exercise fits into this. Yes, this is a, a the context of the scripture is sexual immorality, but it also brings into account the holy temple, which is our body, and how we are to take care of that. So is God hoping that we take steroids and become the next uh, bodybuilding sensation? No, I don't think so. But is he asking us to sit on the couch and eat all this fast food and eat all this dead food that we talked about last week and destroy ourselves and kill ourselves 30 years before our body was designed to expire? No, certainly not that either. There's a happy medium. There's somewhere in the middle where we are called to exercise to take care of our bodies. Now, some of us, we do laborious activities for work and we get our exercise involved in that. But many of us don't. We are at computer stations, we are in cubicles, and we have jobs that are mainly mentally taxing, but not so much uh, metabolically or laboriously taxing. Compound on that, we come home from our job that has been mentally taxing and stressing, and we've secreted cortisol all day, which further contributes to problems that I'll talk about in the future. Um, and we decide to sit on the couch and watch Monday night football or Thursday night football or, uh, oh my goodness, what are we to do in the off season? <laughs> but we find something to do and we turn on Netflix or we turn on something and we veg out until it's time to go to bed and then we do it all over again. And we wonder why we're succumbing to diabetes and all these metabolic disorders frankly, many that are reversible and many that didn't exist 50 years ago. So what's the key? Well, to gain intended results, as we've already discussed, we have to be specific with how we aim. So being specific with how we aim is to treat our body as a holy temple, to treat our body that has already been purchased, has already been paid for, and glorify God in the process by keeping the heart that he gave us healthy by keeping the muscle that he gave us healthy, by keeping the brain that he gave us healthy. How can we do this? Well, we can do this with cardiovascular exercise. We can do this with strength training. We can do this with high intensity interval training. We can do this with, with a bunch of different forms of exercise. The key is that we are exercising and we are making ourselves healthy so that we can provide glory back to God in the life that we live and the body and how we treat it, right? Uh, how, how ridiculous is it that we live in a world and a mentality that we're given a car and we take better care of the car, the material object that is dead, than we do our own bodies? We value these things that we have, these houses and these computers 
in these electronic devices and we value them and we take better care of them than we do our own body. It's almost like underneath it all, we're trying to fast forward the process and get out of here as soon as possible. And that's not what God calls us to do. God has already set our days here before us and he wants us to make the most of those days and glorify him in the process. And so that's what we do with cardiovascular exercise, strength training, high-intensity interval training, whatever it is. And just like nutrition, where there's not a diet that um, should win biblically over the other, provided it is rooted in biblical principles, I believe the same of exercise. So if you come to me and you say, hey, I'm a vegan, great. We talked about Genesis 1, 28 and 29 last week. I think veganism fits into that. Uh, vegetarian, same thing. Or if you are like me and you eat a little bit of everything, I think that fits into it too. I believe that it does. You have that choice. You have that freedom. Exercise, I believe it's the same thing. There's no one exercise that says this is how it has to be. You can train your body according to what your desires are and your desires to glorify God in your everyday pursuit. Now, I'd hope to some extent that based on how you glorify God, you want to contribute your exercise to it. So if you ask me, what is my purpose here on earth? And without a doubt, the very first thing that I say is to be a father. I'm not sure of a lot of things, but one thing that I'm very sure of is that God put me on this earth to be a dad. And think of all the physical activity that's involved with being a dad, with tossing your kids in the air and pushing them on the swing and all those sorts of fun things. If my training doesn't help in that, which is a glorifying God process, as I pour into my children and I teach them about God and I teach them about what Jesus did for us on the cross, I need to be able to partake in that and not be the dad that's sitting on the couch while they're in the backyard swinging on the swing set, okay? Um, so that's what I mean how our exercise matches how we glorify God. What are you here to do? What's your purpose on this planet? I could also say teacher with a high degree of confidence. And so I have to have some sort of aerobic capacity to be center stage about this lecture audience and be able to walk back and forth and have a conversation. I need to be able to stand here at the microphone and I need to be able to have the bandwidth or not the bandwidth, but the the respiratory width, which is a made up term that I just made up on the fly, to be able to get out what needs to be said to be able to convey a message to the intended audience. So what's your purpose here on earth and how can exercise propel that? And how can exercise glorify God. If nothing else, keep yourself healthy so you can be here for your family and friends. I understand that healthy is an ambiguous term. It can mean a lot of things, but I almost simplistically go back to when I was 19 years old and I walk into the gym at 115 pounds and I say, well, what do I want to look like? That guy. Well, what's he doing? I'm going to do what he's doing, right? So when we come back to what our purpose is, what we enjoy in life, what God wants us to do, what we need to be present for, we sort of get an idea of the activities that we need to be good at. 
we get an idea of the body shell that will take place of that. Then we can get down to some really simplistic directives, like if you want to get better at bench press, guess what? You conduct bench press, okay? So if I want to be better at pushing my daughter on the swing, I can push my daughter on the swing. That's physical activity, right? That will help me in terms of exercise. I suppose you were thinking that I was going to go through this modeled plan on all these exercises that you should do that are going to change your life tomorrow. Well, if you're interested in that, I can certainly write you up a program, no problem. I have many of them available, and I've put my heart and soul into those programs. But it doesn't have to be that way. Our exercise can be built into our life existence. If you look around the globe and you look at a bunch of other successful populations in terms of the way that they process exercise, you'll find that some languages don't even have a word for exercise. It's a very Americanized thing. In fact, even in America, you look at the last 50 years or so and exercise as a word and its frequency of use has increased over that time. Prior to, you had homesteads and you had men and women on those homesteads and children on those homesteads that did a lot of the agricultural work on the homestead. They likely didn't have a weight room in the back room. You have people coming over from Europe that built timber frame homes and an entire community would come together and help them build their timber frame home. Is that physical activity? Yes. Does that count as exercise? Yes, even though they probably didn't know what the term exercise meant at that point in time. It's amazing how much our lives has changed, have changed over the last 50 years and how we have fast food at our disposal. We no longer have to go hunt and forage. We can hit one button to roll down our window and ask for a specific food item. We can actually now open our phones and open a specific app and hit a couple buttons and have somebody ring our doorbell and drop food off right then and there. So we have this term exercise that has come into our existence as a means to keep ourselves healthy. We do all these things to acquire food, which take basically no energy expenditure. So we have to have these gym memberships and all these things here to then be able to counterbalance it. I would promote that we become more simplistic with everything. We eat living things. We don't eat dead things. And we perform physical activity as it pertains to God's calling in our life. We take care of the temple that he has provided us. We push our daughter on the swing. We challenge our nine-year-old son to a push-up contest, and we do those sort of things, and we model just how we should behave in a moral, ethical uh, function of life. We do the same thing with how we treat our body because our kids are going to pick up on that directly. So, again... If you're like me and you enjoy lifting really heavy things and having a gym membership, great. Be happy to assist you in that. But if you're not, like the majority of people are not, it's okay. It's okay. Remember that exercise, the word exercise is a very Americanized word. Most of the world doesn't even recognize that word. Most of the world builds their exercise, in quotes, into their daily life. They just have activity within their daily life. I've promoted this resource before, but I'll promote it again. It's about a 
little over a 10-year-old book now. It's probably closer to 12 or 13 years old now. But it's by Dan Buettner, and it's called Blue Zones. And he actually goes around the globe, and he looks at the exercise that people do. And, And that's not his only focus. He's looking at faith. He's looking at spirituality, how those tie in with different cultures. He's looking at nutrition components. He's looking at exercise components. Basically, he's trying to answer the question, why do these people in these specific areas live so long? And these are sort of the things that he finds. But as you read through that book, you'll come to the same conclusion that I have and realize that they don't have a word for exercise and they don't look at physical activity the same way that you and I do. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's something that we should consider and incorporate into our lives as well. You know, a lot of people don't know this about us, but my wife and I used to have a wood business. Um, We actually have a mill in the backyard. In that mill, we are able to take big chunks of wood and break it into slabs. We also have a bunch of firewood and we have a log splitter, but actually the log splitter's over at the neighbor's house right now because we don't really use it. What do we use? We use an ax. If you hate exercise, go get yourself some wood and an ax. That is a fun form of exercise and will exhaust you better than any form of high intensity interval training that you can imagine. So get creative in your exercise. I understand that I'm weird and I like exercise. Not everybody does. Again, that's okay. Get creative. You can find ways to exercise that work within your life. Okay. And try and set your life up. I would promote a seven day cycle, both to nutrition and exercise. I would promote you to have a regiment, an exercise regiment, whether it's at the gym or splitting wood in the backyard or playing with your kids, whatever the case is, that you do this over a seven day period, that you're also eating a menu that is seven days long and that the next week, what do you do? You just plug in the same program. You do it again and you get better at it. You eat the same foods again. And what does your body do? It gets better at processing those foods. And the week after, you do it again, right? And you keep rinsing and repeating that. You keep it simple, right? Um, If you want to see gains beyond that and you want to experience what we call periodization, well, a exercise scientist such as myself can help you with that and help you break through plateaus at the gym and those sorts of things. But again, for the majority of us that just want to be more healthy, and be able to do the things that God has put us on this earth to do, make yourself a seven-day plan, both nutritionally and from an exercise component or an exercise perspective, and just simply repeat those seven days over and over again. I promise it will serve you well. As we've been since the dawn of this show and as we plan to continue to be, we are self-sponsored, biblicalanatomy.com. If you'd like to have correspondence with us, our email addresses are in the show notes. If you'd like to donate to our cause and the information that we're sharing with others, uh, those donation links are also in the show notes. Please review and share the podcast that would mean the world to us. Email us and let us know how you found this content so we can better know how to distribute our message. Tell us what you like about this so we can continue to do that. Tell us what you dislike so we can not do that as much. Tell us what your biggest struggle is so we can provide the answers. Remember that my wife and I have over a decade of collegiate experience between the two of us. 
there's probably some questions that you have that we can provide answers to. But we don't know what those are until you tell us what your biggest struggle is. So please email us. Let us know what your biggest struggle is. And we can feature it on a upcoming podcast episode. And how can we be a further service even beyond that? And if you'd like to tap into depth, more of a one-on-one thing, reach out to us. We'd be happy to send you a sessions link, which is our video chat platform, and have a virtual cup of coffee with you. Be glad to do that. For those of you that are students or curious about some of these concepts that are biblical and they are anatomical, we have a quiz answers sheet section on the website. It is a lead magnet. All you have to do is enter in your email and you'll get all the quizzes for all the different chapters that are present in basically any anatomy and physiology class you could take, nutrition included in that within the digestive system. So if you go to biblicalanatomyacademy.com slash answers, you'll see a opportunity there for you to enter in your name and email. And on the very next page, you'll have access to, I believe it's 15 different quizzes, probably more than a thousand questions present through all these different quizzes. Um, So we highly recommend that you check that out. And the benefit for us is that we can then correspond with you email-wise and maintain a long-term positive relationship under the glory of God and the relationship that he has fostered. We may not have met each other had it not been for this podcast, and I thank God for that. So please consider that. Our take-home message is very similar to last week with nutrition, but today, in terms of exercise, again, we circle that concept specificity. Specificity, excuse me on that. And we say that exercise is made complex by a plethora of so-called experts in the world. It's very true. And remember to keep it simple and focus on what you know to be truth. You, again, just as I said last week, may have not thought of nutrition being found in the Bible. You may not have thought of the Bible being something that was comprehensive and could tell you about your exercise, but it can. Open your Bible, seek truth, and you will find things that will astonish you, including how to take care of your body. Remember that it's been paid for and it's a gift. Take care of it. We'll conclude with the Lord's Prayer. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen.